Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are divine. Hello there, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to Divine Authenticity. I hope you are having a fantastic Monday. I hope you are ready for... I don't want to say that this is going to be a short episode because I know that I am a chatty, chatty bitch sometimes... Uh, which hello, if you're new here, I'm Chloe Taylor. I am your spiritual bestie uh, that just loves to talk about not only my own life experiences, this is definitely like my corner of the internet where I just share a lot more, but it's also where I like to introduce concepts or just ways of really like getting you just primed for your dream life or giving new concepts or ideas that can help people, especially people that don't feel like their dream life is possible. I am like that person that I feel like really, I don't want to say this to be like offensive. Like I think everybody is the underdog, but like, I feel like I am somebody that really roots for the underdog. Like I want people that, especially people that don't feel like they can achieve it to, I want to like basically help those people specifically. That is like my target is people that feel like they cannot manifest or achieve their dreams. I want to be the person behind you, your spiritual bestie being like, yes, actually, this is not just made for special people. It's made for you too. So in any case, I don't know why I felt the need to say that. Maybe this episode, there's going to be a lot of new people listening to it, but this episode is actually a follow-up to last week's episode, and we're going to start by first giving a shout-out to one of you in the Spotify comments. So if you leave me a review on Apple or on Spotify, there's a Q&A section you can leave a message at. If you leave me a message, I go through those before any time that I record every single one of them gets read, uh, that is new. And, uh, I will choose one of those. And sometimes y'all ask for specific topics and I will grant that. So that's kind of what today's episode is, is it was actually a request. And, uh, this, this shout out goes to, I'm not sure if it's Snee, Cine, it's C-N-N-Y, They said, woke up to a very bad start today, and this was just what I needed to hear. Thank you. No one ever talks about this. It's so important, though. Would you mind sharing your bad day coping mechanisms with us? So this episode is kind of the response to last week's, and I still believe that if you didn't listen to last week's, this week will still serve you in some way. So this episode might be a little shorter than our typical. I have a lot going on in my life right now, and I do feel like the podcast hasn't been getting as much attention because of that, but rest assured, we will come back swinging before the springtime. Um, but this week I just wanted to talk to you about that concept of, of basically when I quote unquote manifest a bad day, what do I do to kind of get myself back on track? What are the Chloe Taylor coping mechanisms that 
I really feel like I can do on autopilot because I have primed my mind. I have rehearsed it so many times intentionally that I know what to do to pick myself back up. And I think some of y'all are going to be surprised on some of it and some of it, you're not going to be surprised at all. So, um, maybe some of you won't be surprised at all, but in any case, I feel like there's just some good ideas in here. This might be stuff that you want to include to your bad day. If you're having a bad day or just some ideas that you hadn't thought of. So I'm going to go through that. But the first thing I wanted to make a point of before we dive in is that I don't think I said it in the last episode and I meant to, and that is that we don't turn our manifestation off. Um, I used to think that when I was like new to spirituality, I used to think that like, oh, I was only manifesting when I was like deep in ritual and, or like in ceremony or doing a meditation where I was manifesting. That was me turning my manifestation on. And no, actually we are constantly manifesting our reality into being. We are constantly co-creating with the universe and that can be a really scary thought, but it can also be an extremely empowering thought. So I think it does kind of depend on how you choose to view it. I would also encourage you if you haven't watched it, um, shameless self promo, I guess today is I put out a video recently on my YouTube channel where I talked about the logical way to connect to spirit guides and basically how we like, it is actually science. Like it's not just this like woo woo out there thing. We have something in our mind called the reticular activating system or the RAS and the RAS actually creates our confirmation bias on what we believe and what we continuously choose to believe. And that also continues to create our reality because we are constantly filtering in information that proves what we believe and what we think back to ourselves. I talk about it a little bit more in the video, but I just wanted to point that out. If you want to dive even deeper into that topic, of how we are like always manifesting that video, I feel like really expands on some important concepts that, especially for those of you that find it really hard to juggle that spirituality with that scientific or logical approach. I feel like that's something that's kind of my area of specialty is I am a firm believer that I am somebody that has my head in the clouds, but my feet are on the ground. And I, I always am trying to hold that duality because I believe that they belong together. And we are actually the conduits that bridge the gap. We have just forgotten our power. So in any case, all of that aside, <laughs> today I'm going to share with you basically my autopilot. This is how Chloe Taylor gets through a bad day or makes a bad day turn around. This is how I get back on track when I've had a bad day. So the first thing, like I said, I feel like might be surprising, but also might not because y'all know I'm such a crier on this podcast, but the number one thing that I allow myself to do if I've woke up in a weird mood is I am going to grab my journal and I'm also going to possibly cry. <laughs> uh, I say I, I put these together because sometimes the journaling also creates the crying, but something I want to say that I'm sure I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again is that crying is actually such a productive thing to do. I know that we live in a world where society has conditioned a lot of us, especially men that we shouldn't cry, that that shows weakness. And ultimately what's really 
fucked up about this. And I am, it makes me so angry. Like I would yell at somebody about this and I'm not a yeller. Um, I might speak loudly, but I don't usually direct anger at people, but this infuriates me so much that we literally have like muted our body's natural coping mechanism. Your body, when it cries and releases tears, it actually releases the stress hormone cortisol. So it helps us to actually rid our body of stress. And we have conditioned so many people that they shouldn't do that because it looks weak. How stupid. Like, I don't know. It just, it really fucking infuriates me. There is nothing weak about literally letting salty water leak out of your eyeballs. There is nothing weak about that. And if anything, the faster that I can get myself to cry when I am feeling some type of way, I always know that I'm going to feel better once I have done it. And so I appreciate it. I relish in crying. I love to cry, actually. Crying is such a therapeutic thing. I always feel good afterwards. I always feel like I've had a release. And it just... I genuinely on a bad day, if I cry first thing, I know that it's going to like that day is going to turn around. But, um, I know for some people, like I won't name names, but there is somebody near and dear to my heart that they always say, like when they cry, they feel like now today is labeled as a crying day. And like, they're like soft and squishy and tired. And I think that's okay too. If that's what your body is needing from you, you should honor that. But ultimately I see crying as very productive and the sooner I can get those tears out, the better I'm going to feel. And I put journaling there with it because sometimes I don't know why I'm feeling some type of way, but if I start to write it out, that always helps. And if you're not a writer, I would encourage you to open your phone memos and just talk to yourself. You don't have to listen to it back. You can delete it as soon as you're done. But something about getting it out is just helpful. Um, I'll do that sometimes too. When I'm feeling some type of way, I will just pull up my phone voice memos and I'll start talking. Or if I have the space, I will go sit at my computer and boot up the camera and actually make a video and then delete the video. Sometimes I'll save the videos too, but like that helps me to almost like therapize myself in a way. Um, and I, I do feel like because I've been through, I'm not perfect. And I do think like, I don't think I'm beyond therapy or I'm beyond help, but I do think that because I know a lot of the therapeutic techniques I kind of know what questions to ask myself. I kind of know how to direct my own conversation to get to the answers that I'm looking for. And if I can't get there, I will go to somebody close to me or I might enlist a therapist or I might enlist a coach or something, but ultimately I'm going to go to myself first. So those are things that I recommend though. And with the journaling, just before we move on, I want to say that I always recommend three pages because the first two pages are just going to be a brain dump of everything bouncing around in your head. That third page is where the real magic comes out. I swear to you, try it. The third page is always where you start to kind of respond to yourself and the answers kind of flow out. So I say go at least three pages. Don't just like write two sentences and call that done. Go for at least three pages if you're really feeling some type of way. Um, now at this point in my day, this is going to go one of two ways, either after I've journaled and maybe cried about it, I'm going to decide 
Do I need to rest today? Do I need to stay in bed today? Do I need to, you know, what do I need? And if like, I'm stressed because there's not enough fun in my life, I'm not going to make myself fucking work. Like that just doesn't make sense. So I would plan a fun activity for myself, get myself out of the house. Or if I feel really like run down, I'm going to choose to stay in bed. Those are like, the main, like that is like the number one thing. But if this is a bad day that I have completely transformed through that first process, I'm going to move on to something completely different. And maybe I have like deadlines that are coming up that are really stressful. And I just don't really feel at this moment that I have the true space to fully relax until these things are done, which does happen. Um, and if I'm feeling that way, this is what I do, which I feel like this is the answer that most people want. But I do just want to say, please honor yourself. Please honor that space to tend to yourself. Please honor needing to rest, honor needing to take a day and do something fun for yourself. You don't always have to be on and pushing yourself 24 seven, because that is what actually creates burnout is when you constantly go against what your natural self wants. So just putting that out there. But this is what I'll jump into if I got shit to do, places to be, deadlines to meet. Um, I am going to go to my whiteboard, which I do have a whiteboard calendar that I keep. And then I have one that is like a to-do list for the day that I usually fill out every night before I go to bed. But I erase the whole board. I'll erase the whole board. I'll start over and I'll tell myself, pick three, Chloe. What are three things that if you did them, you know that you would feel better about this day? And sometimes it's easy shit. Sometimes it's like, uh, I'm going to wash my hair because Lord knows I never do that. Um, I literally wash my hair like once a week. <laughs> I'm going to wash my hair. I'm going to do my nails because my nails are always on camera and I do them myself most of the time. And then I'm going to like do one private reading. And if I did those three things, that would make me feel better today. But Maybe it's not that maybe it's, I'm going to film a YouTube video. I'm going to make the thumbnail and I'm going to do a private reading and I'm going to do, um, something for Patreon. Like maybe I've made myself like a bigger, usually I always say three, like I won't let myself extend into four five or six. So I'll pick like three things that are really important that day. And if I have the space, when I am done with those three things, I'm allowed to add. But if like, I'm really having a bad day and I'm feeling some type of way, I don't want to put too much on my plate that day. So I always say, pick the top three, the things that would make the most difference in like basically the amount of work that I have. And then let's move on. So then I will get myself to task on those three things. Now, depending on my mood, I will also decide if this day needs comfort or if it needs seriousness, there is a difference. So sometimes on this autopilot mode, I will decide we're going straight comfort and I will stay in like sweatsuits. I will maybe just like wash my face and put like some nice like moisturizer on or a serum or something. Um, I won't do anything crazy. 
But if I decide that seriousness would actually make me feel better, I will make myself get ready. I will put on earrings. This is like the bare minimum, okay? Earrings, a necklace, some kind of lip gloss, mascara, and I do my eyebrows. That is like the bare minimum. And then I'll put a, run a brush through my hair and I'll fix my bangs, which I'm actually currently growing my bangs out. We're not doing struggle bangs in 2023, I have decided. But I'll like fix my bangs and just like at least run a brush through my hair so I feel put together. I'll put on an outfit that even though it's comfy because my style is pretty comfortable, it's something that's got a little more structure. I might put a bra on with it. You know, it's I'm putting myself together more to help my confidence levels is really what it is. So that is like basically what the day calls for is how I will attune and assess myself. And I feel like that's really important. Maybe you design for yourself two different ways of your day. Like if you need a lot of softness in your day, have an autopilot list that gives you that. But if you need a little bit more structure and like gentle discipline, have a day where have a structure for that in place. That's what I mean when I kind of give these paralleled options or they're not really paralleled. They're kind of opposite. When I give these opposing options, it's really based on the like severity of the bad day. So um, after I do like, you know, get ready, do my three tasks, no matter how hard or easy they are, um, then this is like probably the most important thing besides the crying and journaling is I will make myself go outside <laughs> and I am very fortunate and very privileged to live right on like a seashore. So my street literally walks along a beach so I can just walk along that and I get my fill of nature, right? I can hear the beach waves, the salty air, the seagulls. There's beautiful lush trees everywhere because I live in Washington States. Like I am very, 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 very fortunate that nature is literally out my front door. Like I don't have to go very far for it, but I would encourage you if you know that nature is a healer for you go where you know that nature is and spend, even if it's just 15 minutes, even if you don't get out of your car and you just go and park yourself somewhere in nature, that is enough. My point to this is I feel like, especially post 2020, I know not everybody is in their house every single day, but I do feel like a lot of us have fallen into the trope of just being home 24 seven. And I actually think that this hurts more than it helps it. Like there are so many people skills that I feel like I lost since 2020 that I just don't have anymore. And I'm not saying that nature is people, but I do think it's a step in the right direction of getting yourself outside more, being more comfortable and more free in the outside world. And I mean, hell, if you feel real ballsy, like take yourself to the library, take yourself to a bookstore, go to the mall, go somewhere that makes you feel good about being there, right? My thing is always going for a walk because it's accessible, really easy for me to do, and it makes me feel good. So it's also just like movement, which again, I don't even want to say that you need to prioritize movement because maybe you've already done that in your day. Maybe you're somebody that you're not in a place where movement is at the top of your list right now. Maybe you're somebody that's disabled, right? I feel like 
I always want to make room, especially when it comes to disabilities, because I myself have hip and knee dysplasia and like, I can't do as much activity as somebody that is an able-bodied person can, but ultimately it's not even about the movement. It's about doing what makes you feel good and filled up for me. That's nature. So I choose that. Um, and it also kind of breaks up my day too. If I'm having like a bad day and I've done some work, it puts me in the mode of, okay, the hard stuff is done. And now I can focus on the rest of my life. So when I get home from my walk, this is where I am going to go pure comfort mode. So this is kind of the turning point of my day, especially if it's been rough, even if the three tasks I chose were really easy. It's the point in my day where like, I just had to get past those things. And now my time. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Time is my time and I can do whatever I want. So the thing that I always prioritize is asking myself about comfort food. And... Trigger warning, we are probably going to talk a little bit about eating disorders. So if that's something that makes you uncomfortable, just like skip ahead maybe 10 or so minutes. But this is a really important thing that I feel like I discuss on my podcast because I have been on both ends of the spectrum. I have dealt with anorexia in the past and I have also dealt with binge eating disorder after like post anorexia. And I am dealing with both of those eating disorders and now having... I don't want to say it's perfect, but I do feel like I have more of a normal relationship with food. It's not as one extreme or the other. I'm not saying that I don't dip sometimes, especially into the binge eating side, but I do feel like I have a more normal way of eating than I used to. And I also think because I am in school to be a holistic nutritionist, I or for holistic nutrition, I think it's taught me a lot about relationships with food. And I've come a really long way with this. But I just want to say for anybody out there, if I could make some space for you, if you deal with eating disorders, number one, please know that I am not a holistic nutritionist. And even if I was certified, board certified, um, number one, I haven't graduated yet. And number two, I am not your nutritionist and I never will be most likely, I will probably never be your nutritionist. So please know that anything I say, this is just my own experience with what I've learned from my own life. And this does not mean that it has to be your way of doing things. But if I could make some room of something that I just think really helped me in this sector of my life, because when I had a bad day, I used to only ever rely on food. And I'm not saying that I don't still fall into that trap periodically, but something that I've actually learned through going to school with this stuff is you're, you can have comfort food. It's actually really okay. And it's, we actually need to change 
we need to change the way we think about food because most people, especially those that struggle on one end of that spectrum or not, most people that are on either like, you know, either extreme, they will rate food as good foods or bad foods. And something that I have found on my own healing journey with food is that there are no good foods and there are no bad foods. And the sooner you can get to that, get to like food neutrality, it is very boring. I actually think that that's something that especially recovering from binge eating disorder has been really interesting is that eating like a quote unquote normal person is very boring. It is extremely boring. And if food is something that really excites you or comforts you, that can be really hard to not have that coping mechanism anymore when it becomes boring. But when we, when you come to a place of food neutrality, as you heal that relationship of making some foods good and some foods bad, it, it is boring. <laughs> and it's, it's almost like, um, I feel like it's very similar to when we like talk about hyper productivity, people that like recover from hyper productivity, they realize like they have to let themselves be bored more. It's the same way with food. When you come to food neutrality, food has to kind of become boring. And that doesn't mean that you never eat the cookie. You never eat the macaroni and cheese. You know, in fact, I would argue that it's really important that you let yourself have those things and make them very normal because when you take the pleasure out of binge eating, that's kind of when that was when it all changed for me. So I do still have foods that I turn to that are more comforting foods, but I don't have this like all or nothing mentality about it. There is no oh my gosh, this cookie is going to take away all of my sadness. And so I need to just eat as many of these as I can to get that dopamine rush. Now it's more of a, ah, that actually sounds really good to me right now. I am feeling a little low, but here's the trick also, besides coming to food neutrality for me, I know we're kind of off on a tangent right now, but just bear with me. But besides coming to food neutrality, um, I've also really adopted the ad method. And I think that this also works extremely well, uh, especially when you're trying to create food neutrality for yourself. It's that you don't deny yourself anything. You don't deny yourself cookie or pasta or carbs or dairy, or you literally deny yourself nothing that you naturally crave. And the thing is you just add. So like, for example, I love top ramen. Top ramen is like one of my go-to comfort foods. I enjoy the fuck out of top ramen. I don't understand why people talk shit about top ramen. I've always loved it. Even as a kid, I am a fan of top ramen. We can all agree collectively that it's very high in sodium and it may not be the most nutritionally dense option. However, you can still eat that ramen crack an egg into it, put some steam bok choy into it. And now you have an entire meal that has carbs from the noodles. It has bok choy, like vegetable goodness. And then you have protein from the eggs, or maybe you did chicken, or maybe you did fish. Yes, it's going to be a little salty, but you at least gave your body some of that nutrition that it was craving while still getting the thing that you want. And what I find truly is if you couple that with actually listening to your hunger and fullness cues that your body does give to you as you heal, you 
can basically get to the, I'm at this point where I can't even eat an entire bowl of ramen anymore. Like it's too much food for me because I have created a food neutrality and I add things to my meals that make them more nutritionally dense. So I often can't finish what's in front of me because it's frankly just too much food. So I feel like, anyways, I know we just like got off on a whole like nutrition tangents, but my point to bringing this up is when it comes to comfort food, I, on a day like this, I'm going to allow myself to have macaroni and cheese, but I will put a shitload of spinach into that macaroni and cheese. I am going to make that comfort food nutritionally dense, but I am not going to deny myself food that feels comforting to me. I'm, and I'm also not going to feel guilty about having it because I think the guilt is also half the battle. So comfort food on a day like this is extremely important. That's why I brought all of that up because I know that there are people here that struggle with that struggle with those like eating habits and, you know, either on one end of the extreme or the other. And ultimately I promise you that you can find neutrality. Neutrality does exist. It just often takes a lot of peeling back a lot of really uncomfortable emotional layers to get there, but it is possible. And again, I'm not your nutritionist, but ultimately like that information has literally changed my life and what I think about food. And it's made me able to have days where I have that comfort food, but I use that ad rule as well as that rule of food neutrality where I'm allowed to have whatever. And this has actually been a huge saving grace for me. I don't feel as guilty around food, which is great. So just wanted to throw that in there for any of my BBs that struggle with that. But I will allow myself some kind of comfort food. And with that comfort food, I'm also going to have it stack where I'm going to have my comfort food. I'm going to chill out with it. And then I'm going to make sure that I clean up. Even if I just set a timer for myself for 15 minutes after I eat, this is probably my number one non-negotiable in my like daily life is after dinner. I do not sit and watch TV or YouTube or anything else until I have cleaned. I'm going to say for at least 15 minutes, but honestly, I usually don't even time it. I just do the dishes, wipe the counters and turn the Roomba on. And like, I might wipe or clear the table or something, you know, I don't go super crazy with it, but that's usually it. It's like surfaces, dishes, turn the Roomba on. And that usually does not take me more than 20 minutes. So it's like, that is my routine though. And now I can sit on the couch, turn the fireplace on and just really get into that relaxed state. So while I have the rest of my evening, usually I'm going to be honest with you. I eat dinner at like 4 PM. Like when I say I eat like an old person, I really do. I eat dinner. I start making dinner around 4 PM and I'll eat probably closer to 4:35. but that still leaves me with like 5 PM until sometimes up to midnight. So I feel like I have a lot of hours now to just like loaf or do whatever. So that's like the first thing that I really have to look forward to on a bad day. And then I also, after dinner, I prioritize my skincare on a bad day. So I will wash my face, which I feel like is the equivalent of washing a bad day off. I will get into my skincare fridge. I will go all out. I'm talking face masks, lotions, potions, all of it. 
<laughs> I will also usually make myself some kind of drink, even if it's alcoholic or not. Like if I'm going to do alcohol, I'll have like a glass of wine or a glass of champagne, or, um, maybe my favorite right now has been the crown Royal. Um, they're like apple drinks. They're so good. Uh, crown Royal apple drinks. They're like in a can. It's like a mixed cocktail. And they're so freaking good. And they're very alcoholic. Like I can't have more than two or I'm a little messy, but I'll have like one of those, but I'll put it in like a nice glass for myself. Might dress it with like a sprig of rosemary or something just so it's like pleasing to me. And then I'll go, I'll do my facial steam. I'll do all of my like oils and moisturizers. I might even shave my face because I feel like there's a word for it. But I have a lot of peach fuzz on my face, which I know is super normal. Most people have peach fuzz on their face. But I feel like when I shave it off, I get such better like makeup application. And I want to say that that's actually something that people do. Like it's common. I just don't know what it's called. And so I'll even like shave my face. I'll like... Oh, I will go all out. I might even get the tweezers out, pluck my eyebrows a little bit. Like we're just, we're doing it all. I'm really getting into the face and like, I'll give myself a gua sha massage. I'll use my ice roller. I'll also do a lymphatic uh, facial massage, which you can look up so many tutorials on YouTube for that. Um, I will go all out. If this is a night where I'm washing my hair, I'll also wash my hair, get in the shower, then do skincare. Um, but like, I really make an evening of it. I'll put on a show that a show or a movie that I know only I would watch. So I actually just finished gossip girl, the original, not the new series. And I don't even know what I'm going to get into now. That was like my show, I watched it when it originally aired back in the day and I just finished the rewatch like not even a week ago. And now I don't know what I'm going to watch. Maybe Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> I don't know. The ending of that show sucked. So we'll see about that. But I feel like I don't have like a show that I'm invested in right now. But usually I'll put on like whatever show I've been watching and or sometimes YouTube. Sometimes I'll do my YouTube queue, but I'll just really spend some time with me, not investing in anybody else. Not I'll put my phone away. Sometimes I'll even turn it off. This is like my time to self-care with myself. And then the the rest of the evening is all about cozy. So like I'm going to bust out chocolate. Sometimes I even will keep like a box for these things and I'll have a pair of PJs that I would only wear during this time, a bar of chocolate that I would only have during this kind of day. Um, maybe I have a special tarot deck. I've done that before too, where I have a deck that I only save for myself when I'm like having a bad day. I'll only use that deck on that kind of day because it's a deck that's really comforting to me. Um, and I feel like the, the final thing for a bad day is I do get into bed really early. I'll get into bed at like 7 PM and I will either like read a book, something pleasurable, not something that's like self-help related. Cause I read a lot of self-help. Uh, so I'll read like fantasy lately. I've been reading King of Battle and Blood by Scarlett St. Clair. I actually just started it a couple of nights ago and or like maybe even yesterday. Did I start that book yesterday? It might've been yesterday. Uh, I loved her series, Touch of Darkness, and I am loving King of Battle and Blood. It, it took about 40 pages for me to be invested, but I feel like that's a pretty quick investment with a book for me. So I'm reading King of Battle and Blood. I feel like I already need to order Queen of Myth and Monsters, which is the sequel. 
Um, and that's like my little pleasure, right? Like I, I have a slutty mind. I'm just going to say it like it is. I love a slutty smut filled book and I have no shame about that. Like I don't even care if I read that shit in public. Like I feel like some people are really like secretive. They don't want people seeing their book covers. I'm like, nah, I don't care. I don't care what you think. Like ask me about my book. I triple dog dare you. <laughs> um, but I have been reading through that. I might read, I might continue watching my show. I'm usually wearing my favorite pair of pajamas. Um, sometimes I'll also make like a healthy hot chocolate that's very inspired by Mimi Bouchard. Uh, I really like the four sigmatic hot chocolates. They do like a mushroom blend hot chocolate, but I want to say I've heard a lot of good things about the Organifi hot chocolate, but I haven't tried that one. So can't say if it's good, but Mimi Bouchard doesn't shut up about it. So I assume it must be good because she is the queen of wellness products that are awesome. Um, but that's kind of the vibe. So I know I kind of walked you through like a lot, but ultimately it's, anything I can do for me while also still trying to fit in tasks that I know will make me feel better that maybe aren't the most fun. And I try to kind of counterbalance those because on a normal work day, I might have between five to eight things on my to-do list where this, I only prioritize three. And sometimes those tasks are things that involve me that don't involve work at all. It's just like, what do I think would benefit me the most right now? And I think that's all I really want to say. Like, this is the stuff that I have mentally rehearsed for me. And I think also something I want to say is like my bad day routine looks very similar to my everyday routine, except I just go a little above and beyond. Like I don't journal every morning. I don't cry every morning. I don't do skincare that excessively every day. I just kind of amplify the things that I already do. I might already have a hot chocolate in bed. I might already watch my show in the evening while I put on my face moisturizer, right? I might give myself a nice little ice roll. That's something I might do every single day, but I feel like I give so much more intentionality to a bad day because I want to be gentle with myself when I'm feeling some type of way. And that's all I have for this episode. So I hope something in here helped you out. I will put some links down below of like products that I mentioned. Some of them may be affiliate. Some of them may not be like just kind of all of my favorite things. Don't feel like you need to be pressured to buy anything. I don't do this podcast because I expect commissions on things, but I do feel like I, gosh, that would be a good episode actually just going over like my wellness favorites. Like what are the wellness products that I think are actually worth it that I have purchased? I feel like that would be a good episode to do. So let me know if y'all want that in the future. Um, but I will put some links down below of just like a few things that I mentioned, like my facial steamer, my skincare fridge, the skincare that I like, um, what else? My hot chocolate that I like the four sigmatic one. Um, you know, anything like that, I'll make sure that I put some stuff below for you, but 
in any case, oh, and my like comforting deck, my deck that I like, that's like my comfort tarot deck. You know, I, I do feel like I have a lot of those, but in any case, um, I hope this episode helped you out. I hope that you have a fantastic Monday and that if you started off this week having a bad day, I hope that you will be gentle with yourself. Try some of the practices that I mentioned to you and just know that literally we are all out here wild in. We are all out here unsupervised. We are all out here trying to learn how to gently reparent ourselves. You are perfect literally just the way you are and your mere existence is a miracle. Please do not forget when you stand in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.